Mackey, and I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, and this is my new podcast, Day Drinking the Night Away. Put it all together, just to watch it fall apart, maybe we're just bad from the start. Welcome to the premiere episode of Day Drinking the Night Away. Uh, My name is Phil Lackey, and I am a fledgling voice actor. And this podcast is a way for me to create original content and present it to the world, as opposed to uh, sitting around and drinking all day. That's where the name comes from. So while I was quarantined during the pandemic, I took up the trendy sport of day drinking. And before long, I realized that it was 10 o'clock at night and I was still day drinking. Uh, That's bad. So I dusted off the old MacBook, uh, bought a microphone online and uh, started talking to myself. Well, talking to myself through a microphone and into a computer while recording. And these freestyle kind of recording sessions eventually took on a life of their own. Uh, Some of them turned into comedy skits. uh, Some of them turned into poetry. uh, Some of them turned into tales of terror. And uh, some of them are just plain silly or a mix of everything. But the idea is, is that they're at least always entertaining. Uh, So if you like to hear stories read and mixed with sound effects and music, or you just like to hear my voice, then this might be the place for you. Anyway, that's my official intro, I guess. Uh, So let's um, quit messing around and get right to it. How will we change? What kind of world are we leaving behind? for our children and their children. How will we reduce carbon emissions? The solution might be simpler than it seems. We've ignored nature's transportation system far too long. We've ignored gravity. What goes up must come down. It needs no fossil fuels. It needs no nuclear radiation. And it leaves no waste. Gravity is the ultimate form of transportation because it reflects the core of existence itself. You may argue that that isn't true, that consciousness is the root of existence. But consciousness can be fleeting. Gravity is ever-present. We are always falling toward the Earth, and the Moon toward the Earth, and the Earth toward the Sun. Consciousness can make no such claims. Sometimes you fall asleep. Sometimes you black out after too many drinks. And when you are abandoned by consciousness, where do you go? Down. Gravity always wins. 
Descartes once said, I think, therefore I am. But the reality is, I fall, therefore I land. With my new system of complex, long-distance zip lines, you'll be able to board a tower in West Nashville and be on the east side in a matter of minutes, or perhaps even as far as Chattanooga. The future is up to you now. The ball is in your court. And we all know what balls do right. They drop. Zip lines are the way of the future, baby. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Zip lines gonna change the world forever. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Zip lines are the greatest reality, and the greatest transformer is Bumblebee. I just fell and whacked myself on my knee. Hurts bad like a motherfucker guarantee. Ain't no painkiller gonna fix me up, G. I see the men I feel is bad for your liver, see. I ain't ever gonna work in this industry. Let's go to mom's and we'll brew up some herbal tea. Oh yeah. Why don't you open the door to your heart, raise all of the windows, and leave the air conditioner of your soul running? Why not? I mean, apparently money is of no concern, right? Let's just cool off the whole goddamn place while we're at it. No, really, just let Mr. Moneybags worry about the bill, right? Like he doesn't have enough on his plate already. Just let that nice, cool air rush right out into your summer blood. Without a care in the world, the old man will foot the bill. Oh, and when you leave, don't worry. Just leave all the lights on, too. Just leave them on. The eyes are the windows to the soul, I'm told. Might as well let everyone see everything all the fucking time. Like that tower there in the kitchen, your tribute to Babylon, striving up into the heavens. Keep trying. I think you can get another dirty dish up there. You've taught me that anything is possible. Like withstanding scalding hot water in one of your 45-minute showers so that I can experience those icy stings of H2O before being late to work 
Who needs coffee after something like that, right? And it's a good thing because it looks like all the coffee grounds have been dumped in the garbage disposal. Wonder how that happened. Oh, we can just run to the store and get some more, you think? As we open the door to your 92 Honda Civic and witness the avalanche of plastic water bottles and fast food bags spill upon the pavement. Just toss them in the dumpster at the grocery store, you say. Despite being illegal and environmentally irresponsible. Okay, sure, why not? Our kids will probably live on Mars anyway, right? I mean, who needs the Earth anymore? It's old news. Yeah. Testing the mic here to make sure it's working. Uh, hey, folks. Uh, uh, my name's uh, Gus Withers. And I'm the chief storyteller here at old Tom's Storyteller's Bar Grill. I know you folks have uh, come out here to have a good time tonight and listen to some stories being told around the old uh, metaphorical campfire, so to speak. Uh, well, funny story myself. Uh, before we get started, I was originally scheduled to be off tonight, uh, and I popped in just to get a couple of drinks and maybe meet a few folks, and uh, uh, while I was at the bar working on my third shot of Jose, uh, Big Tom came up and asked uh, why I wasn't on stage. Uh, well... It turns out they had switched schedules on me last minute, and uh, I'll be damned if I'm not on the clock tonight after all. <laughs> but uh, don't you folks worry. I've got a zinger of a tale. I've been cooking up for the past, uh, well, for a good while. Uh, so you just sit right back and enjoy a few beers, and uh, let me spin this old yarn around your ears. Well, it was a, a long, hot summer that year in the old township. The sheriff and all the people of the town had gathered round the uh, fountains and all of the lakes and uh, tributaries and just uh, praying for rain, praying for the good Lord to send down the droplets from the sky to feed the plants and the fields and the cows and goats and such. Yes, it's such a long, hot summer it's been. And then, and, and just then, Aunt Josie comes out of the, comes out of the bar and she says, what's that going off in the distance over there? And there's, everybody looks and there's a man, there's a man walking. Out in the distance, stirring up the dust. Dust just going up in the air everywhere and it's so dry. The man's walking and he's walking with his horse and he's carrying a big sack with him. Carrying a, a big sack of pumpernickel. A sack of pumpernickel is what it was. He had a, a big old sack of that sweet, juicy 
a delicious fresh baked pumpernickel, carrying it with him on his back there, and uh, just walking right into town with it. They called him a uh, Mr. Pumpernickel, is what they called him. He's walking down into town with his pumpernickel sack and his fresh baked goods, and uh, ready to sell them at the marketplace. So, Miss Josie says, Hey there, Mr. Pumpernickel, how you doing today? We had not seen you in a while. Mr. Pumpernickel says, I'm not doing too uh, shabby there. Got some Pumpernickel with me, ready to sell it at the marketplace. She says, Why don't you come in and have a, a drink here in the bar and have a little sit down? Yeah, so, Mr. Pumpernickel says, All right, I don't mind if I do. So, he takes his sack of uh, delicious pumpernickel and uh, uh, ties his horse up to the uh, troughs and no water in the troughs because it's been a drought so uh, goes inside and he says I might have a little water for the horse and the bartender comes up and says don't have any water for the horses but I got a little bit of beer <laughs> so everybody laughs and says uh, I'm having a good time and then Mr. Pumpernickel says, But seriously, uh, my horse is going to die if I don't get him some water. Uh, might I have some water, please? And the bartender says, uh, I already told you once, uh, don't have any water. We're all out of water. I'll, I'll give you some beer. Just give the horse a gun so he can shoot himself. And everybody starts laughing again because it's ridiculous. It's horse drinking beer, you know. So... Mr. Pumpernickel uh, says, uh, uh, okay, I guess I'll, I'll take a few gallons of beer if you have some beer. Take a few gallons of shut the hell so, uh, up. Mr. Pumpernickel uh, takes the beer. He says, much obliged. And he leaves his sack of Pumpernickel uh, sitting right there in the barn. So he walks outside. He walks outside to the horse and says, all right there, boy. Uh... Uh, got some special water for you here, and uh, I think you're going to like it. So he pours the beer into the trough, and uh, he takes a little swig of beer himself. Uh, he pours a little bit more beer into the trough, and uh, uh, takes a, another big swig of beer himself, and uh, pours a little bit more into the trough, and uh, about that time, uh, bartender walks out and says, Hey! Oh, you're drinking the horse's beer. The bartender walks in and says, Hey, I gave you that beer to give to the horse, not to drink it yourself. And uh, Mr. Pumpernickel turns back around and he says, oh, What are you going to do about it, you son of a bitch? And the bartender says, I'm going to whoop your goddamn ass. Yeah, by this time, Mr. Pumpernickel turns around and he's looking for his pumpernickel sack he's gonna throw some bread at him and he, he realizes he left it inside and it's oh it's a big mistake big mistake oh and just about this time they look over the hill and wouldn't you know it there's a, a, another plume of dust coming up and another man coming into town oh he's coming into town with his horse and his wagon and he said uh, uh, he's got a big sack on his back, too. And uh, looks like it's a sack of, a sack of pumpkins. That's, uh, this is uh, Mr. Pumpkins coming into town now. Mr. Pumpkins. Hadn't been here in a while. Gonna sell some pumpkins at the market. 
At the time, uh, Miss Josie comes running out of the barn. She says, oh, would you look at that? We got a sir, Mr. Pumpkins, uh, coming up and uh, hadn't seen him in a while. I don't care if I ever see him again. What, what say you, Mr. Pumpernickel? Mr. Pumpernickel looks over and says, I hadn't seen that man at all in my life. Not in my whole life have I seen a man that has that many pumpkins. So Mr. Pumpkins comes up and uh, he gets off the horse and he looks over at uh, Mr. Pumpernickel uh, uh, and he says to him, uh, I heard you never seen pumpkins before. Hey, old guess my hand's getting tired. I don't think I can do this much longer. Just keep playing a little longer. I'll be done just a minute. I'm telling your sister about this. Oh, oh you do that. You do that and see how it goes. You do that. And uh, Mr. Pumpkin Nick uh, looks at him and he says, uh, Well, I hadn't seen that many before. And uh, so uh, Mr. Pumpkins looks at him and he says, uh, Well, uh, they was fighting words. And Mr. Pumpkin Nick uh, looks over and says, All right, then, I'm going to whoop your goddamn ass. And uh, the bartender at this point uh, says, uh, Well, you're going to have to wait, Mr. Pumpkins, because I'm going to... I'm going to be doing Gus, some ass whooping first. Gus didn't realize it, but before he ever even set foot on the stage, outside of Tom's storyteller's barn grill, off in the distance, there were plumes of dust being stirred into the air by the boots of a man, a man carrying a large sack on his back. The man had been right outside the whole time, listening to Gus's story, listening and waiting. Now the wait was over, and the man, having just flung open the doors to the bar, was standing in the doorway. He stared intently at old Gus. And then he spoke. Old Gus Withers. I gotta say, that is the best story I've ever heard in my whole life. I'm here from Hollywood to sign you to a movie deal. Old Gus looked shocked. He looked over at Tom. He looked back at the man in the doorway. And he said, All these years, old Gus telling stories to you ungrateful bastards out there and Big Tom over there always messing with my schedule. Well, it looks like you won't have old Gus with us to kick around anymore. Uh, uh, sir, sir, when do we set out for Hollywood? I'm ready to shake the dirt of this old town off my shoes. When Gus was finished, the man from Hollywood looked at him and replied, Well, old Gus... I gotta admit something. I'm not really here to sign you. I'm actually here to 
whoop your goddamn ass. Zip lines are the way of the future, baby. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Zip lines gonna change the world forever. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, that's it, folks. Uh, the end of the show. Or, well, the end of the beginning of the show. Or something like that. Uh, anyway, I'm putting together, I'm, I'm working on putting together a spooky Halloween show. Uh, maybe we can call it something like Day Drinking the Nightmare Away. But I'm going to try to squeeze out another episode before then because it feels kind of weird uh, to have a Halloween special as the second episode, but we'll see. Uh, anyway, hope you folks liked this. Uh, and if you like what you heard, please subscribe and maybe reach out on social media or something if you feel like it. Uh, I have a Twitter. Uh, it's DDTNA underscore podcast. And uh, the website is DDTNA.com. Double DTNA. Uh, I did not plan that. Uh, it's just the initials. It just worked out that way. Uh, so maybe it'll be an easy way to remember it or something. I don't know. Uh, anyways, I hope you guys have a great night. I hope you have a great weekend and an even better next week. And hopefully we'll see you very soon. <laughs>